So I rewatched Breaking Bad. I, I did it because, you know, I, even, obviously I, I saw it or else it wouldn't be a rewatch. But I did it because after this past season of Better Call Saul ended, I'm like, well, I want more of these characters. So um, while watching Better Call Saul, I always got a craving to, to go back because Better Call Saul brings the old Breaking Bad characters back. So I just I wanted to I wanted to see them again. I missed those characters. Um, and then also watching a show like Ozark, which I think is good, but I always think of Breaking Bad when I watch it. So watching Ozark is like, oh, I wish I was watching Breaking Bad again. The show is good, but it's like, yeah, it's it's pretty Breaking Bad like, you know, which is fine. If you're going to have an imitation, at least have a, a good imitation of it. And of course, there are some differences between Ozark and Breaking Bad, but Breaking Bad's the, the standard bear. So watching Better Call Saul, I, I missed it. Yeah, I missed Breaking Bad because there's so many callbacks to Breaking Bad. So I just wanted to get, you know, reacquainted with everything. And I must have watched like all five seasons of Breaking Bad within, you know, maybe a month or two because I just kept watching and watching and watching, you know, any, any downtime I had. It's like Breaking Bad. It's like sweep aside all the other shows I'm watching. I'm watching a show again, which I never do. Um, and then with the rumors, or I don't even know if it's a rumor, I think it's been confirmed, there's a Breaking Bad sequel coming, and I believe it's going to focus on Jesse. So, you know, after Jesse escaped, I want to I know what happens to him. And, you know, that's the good part about being, you know, having there being so many television options. Uh, there are bad parts because there's so much good TV, you're never going to get a chance to watch all of it. But the good parts are that we can constantly revisit characters. Now, I know people would say that an opinion would be, well, that's not a good thing. Let a great show lie. You know, let, let a great show stop, remember it for what it was, and then move on to do something new. You know, I think you, I think you can move on to something new and then constantly revisit uh, shows of the past, provided they're good, you know, because why end it if something's good? You know, in life, you want to know how people are, how they continue on. So I understand, you know, wanting more and, 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 you know, and having all this speculation, what could happen. That's good. But, you know, why not make it official? We have the options there. Vince Gilligan is, is back doing it. So I have the utmost confidence in, in Vince Gilligan's ability. Um, so I cannot wait for this Breaking Bad sequel. And um, watching all of Breaking Bad, it's one of my favorite shows. I think Game of Thrones might be my favorite show. But then again, Breaking Game of Thrones, every there are a few episodes that kind of waver. It's like, oh, this one wasn't that good. Breaking Bad, if you watch it just as a season, it is so solid. There wasn't an episode that was that it was never a terrible episode. Some episodes were stronger than others. I think the episode, um, the one with the fly, which was directed by Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last Jedi, he uh, he directed a couple. He directed that, and um, I'm not pronouncing this right. Ozymandias or Ozymandias. Uh, he directed that episode too, which was the penultimate episode. Um, but the, the, the fly was, you know, uh, probably the most criticized episode because it was so just focused on that stupid fly. But if, if you look deeper into it, it focuses on just Walt's wants for control, uh, to have everything right. And if everything's not right, you know, he just 
he just stumbles. But it shows the stress getting to him, uh, the way that he thinks. It, 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 it's kind of an exploration into his psyche, which, you know, I mean, when I first saw The Fly, I'm like, oh, okay, oh, it was all right. But now when I watch it again, I'm like, okay, I, I, I understand why the episode was there. But the characters, the, the, way, the, the way the dialogue was, the storytelling, how it built and built and built. You watch the first episode, it's like, you know, it's comical. Oh my God, they're in, in an RV cooking meth, you know, and they're, they're these small-time dealers. But then it just shows how Walt and Jesse both elevated to where by the last episode there are Nazis kidnapping him. It, it, Jesse's been prisoner for a while and tortured. It's just really, really, really dark. While the first episode, you know, it's kind of lighthearted. You know, you, you Hank joking around, you the family all together, and it just, it slowly, slowly erodes. And for them to do that for five seasons, actually five and a half seasons, really, because the last season was 16 episodes, is just masterful. And Better Call Saul, while not as strong as Breaking Bad, it's still a fantastic show, and it's the same type of storytelling, which which I love. So, um, the acting, my God, my God, Brian Cranston, um, oh my God, who's the guy who plays Jesse? Oh my God, this, uh, duh, 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 holy shit, what's his name? What's his name? Okay, so Brian Cranston as as Walt. I'm gonna look up Jesse because this is killing me. Um, uh, Anna Gunn as as um, as Skyler, uh, and then uh, you know Hank Hank and Marie. Uh, those four performances, uh, well, five performances. Those five actors were just. Absolutely compelling. Probably Cranston was my favorite. Just his emotional scenes, how he would like hold in crying, but at the same time, like he would get maniacal and laugh. Then he would go back to crying. Just he was able to run the gamut of emotions. Where a character like Walter White is ultimately a terrible, just evil. I mean, you look at him; he's just done horrible things. He's an evil person, you know, uh, and, and evil. You know, it's. I don't want to really go into, you know, the, the philosophy of it, but, you know, here's Walt, a man who is a product of his environment and his circumstances, going from a man who's been scorned and his pride gets to him, and then the environment of him getting cancer, he needs to make money right away because of the way our healthcare system is in this country. You know, there's that joke where, you know, you want to have a, a, a Canadian version of Breaking Bad. It's going to be five minutes long because he gets his cancer diagnosis and he gets the treatment he needs. So it's just it, like evil, I think, is and, and again, I'm no expert on it, but I think it's I mean, there might be a little bit of a genetic component, but the environment triggers those genetic dispositions. So if you have someone who. I don't know, has like evil genes, but they're raised in a nurturing environment, those genes aren't going to come out. But with, with Walt, it was, you know, just just his pride and just what went on in his environment and just, you know, him not achieving what he wanted to achieve and then these little steps where he wanted to control everything. So he starts out just, you know, small time cooking meth and then, you know, he doesn't die from the cancer and then it just builds and builds and builds to where at the last episode he said to Skylar, he said, 
I did this because I, I liked it. I felt alive. You know, and at the beginning, you see Walt, and he's like, you know, he's, he's a good guy. You, you relate to him. You root for him. And that's what's so masterful about this storytelling. You end up rooting for a guy who's doing bad things. And you almost don't root for Hank because Hank is kind of a dick. But Hank is the good guy here. Hank is on the side of justice. You know, uh, his partner Gomez is on the side of justice. Marie, they are the good ones here. But what this story does, it, it kind of gets you on the side of, of, of the bad guy, even though you don't want to be because you have been brought... You've been taken through this story with Walt and with Jesse. Jesse is no angel either. He has done some really bad things um, to where you, you, you relate to them and then you take this journey with them and then you, you're on their side. Like Sopranos is kind of the same thing. You know, Tony Soprano is not a good guy, and, but you're with him the whole time and you can relate to him. And that's, you know, it's very manipulative, manipulative storytelling. Um, and it just shows, you know, maybe a little bit about ourselves, just uh, attaching ourselves to certain people and certain personalities to where you, you ultimately are like, ah, oh, you just, you want to defend them, you know? I can argue there are some uh, political figures that are the same way that, you know, even though you think they're doing bad things, it's like, well, I like the guy and, you know, I just want him to succeed. I'm not naming any names here, even though these political figures can do and justify horrible things and they have followers that go, yeah, well, you know, I can relate to him and, you know, he seems like a good guy and I'm on his side. Not naming any names here. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, so those performances and a gun, oh my God, just the emotion that she brought is Skylar and, 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 uh, 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 Marie, I don't know her name. Um, but, um, and, and the guy who plays Hank, just their dynamic was, um, their, their dynamic was just, you know, just unbelievable. Aaron Paul plays Jesse, um, and, uh, Marie is, uh, Betsy Brandt is Marie, and then Hank is, I'm just gonna say, uh, Hank is Dean Norris. So it's funny, with Dean Norris, I remember him from Starship Troopers, he had a small part in that, and then he was also in Total Recall, but he was in so much makeup that you didn't really, you know, recognize him. Uh, you know, he played uh, a mutant. So, um, so you know, just, just, just great acting, great characters, and, and you grow with this, you know, with this family. A uh, family that is rounded out by R.J. Mitty, who brought an authenticity to the performance uh, because of having uh, cerebral palsy. Now, R.J. Mitty didn't doesn't need crutches to walk, but his his face uh, he wasn't um, an actor without cerebral palsy. Make pretend he had uh, cerebral palsy. Palsy. So there was an authenticity to the role, and I'm sure R.J. Mitty brought his real life experiences to it. But what I thought was from what I remember of Breaking Bad, what I thought was fascinating about it was that Walt, through his dialogue and through his actions, was almost asking the audience to have sympathy on him while, you know, because he has a son with disabilities and it's just the added pressure and the stress of of being a parent probably makes you sympathize with Walt more as an audience member. But what was so great about Walt Jr. through R.J. Mitty's performance is that never did Walt Jr. ask for that sympathy. It was always Walt doing it, 
maybe to try to to try to get some. So um, I always like that dynamic. Uh, I don't know if that was intended or not with the writing, but that's that's what I uh, picked up. And um, and R.J. Mitty had a a good performance overall as Walt Jr. And then with you know you have a character like Saul. And then, you know, he was a recurring character, and you liked him, but then to make a whole show out of Saul, I didn't think it could be possible, but it was just fantastic. And then, you know, a character, like, characters like like Gus Fring, where, you know, um, where it shows just how, you know, mild-mannered guy kind of blending him in society, but, like, you know, on on the surface, he is just, you know, he is just, terrifying terrifying in his calculations how smart he is how careful he is um uh, it's that's uh, Giancarlo Esposito and I remember Giancarlo Esposito from um from Do the Right Thing you know just a, a young guy from 30 years ago and just what, what he's gone on to do you know and he's uh, I think Giancarlo Esposito is a method actor so where so when he gets into the Gus mode it, it takes a toll on him and I remember he told the story where I think he was on an airplane and he was waiting online to to go to the bathroom and like uh, there was a purse a woman on the plane who was just freaking out because she was terrified of him you know because she couldn't discern his character from the real life person and he I think in an interview he said he kind of took that as a compliment because he just he just he put so much into it um and then I remember with um with uh with Saul, you know, with Bob Odenkirk, I remember him from, you know, the, uh, the uh, Bob and Dave, you know, the, uh, the, the comedy duo. And I'm like, wow, okay. So they got a comedian to do this. Let's see what happens. And then he can also bring dramatic chops and it, he's definitely showing it in, um, in better call Saul. So, um, just, it's just about a perfect show. It's so solid. And, um, and it was just quite, quite a, uh, quite a journey. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to more journeys on Breaking Bad. Oh, and I, and I can't, oh, I, I can't forget the character of Mike. Mike was played by, Mike was played by Jonathan Banks. And, and just, you know, and, and Mike is being fleshed out even more in Better Call Saul, which is great. So watching Better Call Saul makes me appreciate the Mike character more. But, um... Just again, how smart the character is, how capable and how skilled, and it goes to show you how brilliant Walt was because he defeated all of those characters. But, you know, and it just shows the self-destruction of a character like Jesse and a character like Walt where, you know, Mike was right. They had a good thing going with Gus and they were able to put the product out and they were able to not be seen, but it was always Walt's pride and his ego that got in the way and just made things worse all the time, all the time, you know, and they were just so unpredictable. Both Walt and Jesse, they both went through their downturns and they both helped each other out. Such a, you know, obviously a father-son relationship and it was such a great dynamic, love-hate, father-son kind of thing. And um, so, but yeah, yeah, you kind of, you kind of feel for Mike and, and, and Gus in a way almost because it's like, listen, we're, 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 we got a good thing. We're comfortable here, and it's just you're just ruining it. But at the same time, with their products, there wasn't any other kind of product on the market, so they wouldn't have been able to 
you know, to ascend to the heights that they did. I'm talking about Mike and Gus without Walt. And that was the whole dynamic too. So the show is just based on a lot of dynamics. And what Breaking Bad also did is that it, um, it made it, it made the consequences and the actions as real as possible. So, you know, there are some shows where it's like, you know, someone, spray someone with machine gun fire and everybody dies and they walk out and they're the hero and they're, and they're celebrating what breaking bad did was that it showed the guilt that people like Walt and Jesse felt it showed the pressure. It showed the decisions that they had to make and it showed them trying to decide. So it's not like, you know, these were just maniacs like Michael Myers or Freddy or Jason just walking by killing people and laughing or other shows where people kill other people and they don't show the consequences. It showed that like when Hank killed Tuco, it wasn't like, hey, I'm the hero and yeah, this is great. And we sure got him, you know, on the outside, Hank was kind of like that. But on the inside, I mean, he had severe PTSD and severe feelings of guilt. You know, it's, it's not that simple like some TV shows have where it's like, okay, there's the killing and we move on like, like it never happened. It's like with Breaking Bad, those consequences stayed with those characters from the moment those actions were committed and whether you felt they were justified or unjustified is kind of irrelevant. It shows how those characters dealt with their actions. You know, like when Hank got shot, his recovery lasted like close to a year where it showed him, you know, in the hospital bed and then trying to walk. And then up until the end of the show, he was walking with a limp because that's what happens when you get shot, you know, and in the way that he got shot, it, it creates real, long-lasting physical and mental damage. And that's what probably was the best part. I mean, aside from the acting, just the best part of Breaking Bad for me, just the realism. And it shows that actions have consequences. You know, you, you, you may have rooted for Walt, you know, he's making money and he's getting revenge, but, you know, the making and distributing of crystal meth causes real harm to people. Real harm to the people who use it, real harm to the people trying to, you know, enforce the law, you know, and then real harm to the the people, you know, involved in that illicit trade. So it just showed um, not only an individual consequence, but it showed a communal consequence, you know, with everybody involved. So, and it showed that it lasts. So that, that was just a really strong part of the show. And I think, I think I'm done. I think I'm done rambling about this. So uh, thank you for listening to my rambles and you can find me on Twitter at MMAM podcast. And you can find me on Facebook at MMAM, MMAM podcast. So please rate, please share. Please comment, send me a direct message, do what you want, all right? And uh, until next time, bye.